Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast, the greatest on the internet. Not our words, but yours. You have your two favorite hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful night for a podcast. It sure is. You know what else is a beautiful night for? What? Every single one of my predictions being correct, Amundo. One prediction was correct. Literally multiple, well, two, I guess. A very large one was quite wrong. Yeah. But we're not <laughs> so, going to tell you which one it was. Spoilers! Yet again, guys, we are maintaining our splitting the episodes up into two parts. So this episode will be two parts, um, probably about an hour each. Um, we'll break up our topics so it's easier to keep up with. Um, and we hope you're liking this format. If not, let us know. But we think that it's helpful um, to put them in smaller chunks to get through and then also to make sure that we're breaking them up where it makes sense to break it up so that it's easy not to get lost in what we're doing. Yes. A little bit behind the curtain, we typically look at um, podcast, Bert. we look at how like what topics have the most notes and then those top two just are separate episodes so mm-hmm. um i'm curious what like if anyone's out there re-watching what topics they find what they have the most have feelings the most notes on yeah. <laughs> as you're taking people. notes writing along yeah no but like so this one you know obviously um izzy was a huge topic but you know um i think this Some first other ep- stuff went down Yeah. Uh, Also, we're going to take a minute um, just to start here because we're talking about Christina and Hunt in the first episode, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to do that first. So just a trigger warning for anyone listening. Um, We were just discussing this literally two minutes ago, but right before we started recording. Um, We recognize that domestic violence isn't the right word for this what's going on um but it is violence and it is aggression um and i'm sure anyone who's out there especially women in relationships who have been physically abused by men in any way whether it was um you know chosen on their own or uh, through ptsd of some sort uh just want to kind of put that out there and say trigger warning because it is the first topic we're going to talk about so yeah um before we jump into that kelsey do you want to share all the good, good stuff with our listeners. Yeah. Um, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Make sure uh, that you have left a review on a rating, pretty please. Um, and make sure you're sharing us with your friends and family, either on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you share things. Um, Twitter, if it's still free by the time this comes out, who freaking knows? <laughs> Nobody. Freaking Elon. Can't. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram, Grace Academy Pod, individually, chaotically Kelsey, Carmen.gabriel.official. You can email me at GraceAcademyPod at gmail.com. And um, if you join our Patreon, you will get added to our Discord. Um, yes. Again, by the time this comes out, I don't know if I've talked to more people because we're uh, recording ahead of schedule, which is uh, a great thing for us and a miracle because we're trying to get ahead of things before we're out of town at the beginning of next month. Um, so that we can continue to release episodes. Um, and so I'm not really sure what's going on on our Discord when this comes out. But hopefully we're getting hopefully it no spoilers. <laughs> hopefully yeah. everything's going great. Um, yeah. If you want to be added to that, you can find the link 
uh, to our Patreon in the episode description or on our bio on Instagram. And uh, yeah, if you have ideas or feedback for the Patreon or for the Discord, please let us know. Um, uh, it's a learning curve. Again, I am like have not familiar with Discord, so I'm trying to get with people who are so that they can tell me what the heck to do with it. So I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> yes. And you're killing it. Uh, Kelsey runs the Patreon content and I do all the editing for the Patreon stuff. So, and with that being said, there is more coming. Uh, also you reminded me of a thought that I had in my head and I, and I was thinking about this while driving to work the other day. You ever, you ever have a thought in your head and you're like, oh my gosh, I am hilarious. And then you like do a quick Google search. You see like, oh man, is this an original thought or is this like something that someone beat me to? So the other day while I was driving, I was um, listening to a podcast. It was about electric vehicles. Tesla obviously came up and then Elon Musk came up. And um, I thought Elon Musky, like the fish. And I thought, that's so fucking funny. Elon Musky. And it's Elon's face on a musky. Plot twist, someone already thought of it, and there's a Twitter account called Elon Muskie. Good, and so, to roast that man. Anyways, I was like, oh, I'm a fucking genius, and plot twist, no, I'm just an idiot, like everyone else. So, just a normal idiot. I saw a tweet that says, I am the 82nd person in line to check out a book for the library that I could buy on Amazon for $9. And this man actually thinks I'm going to pay to use this app. Yeah. That's it. That's the tweet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're not going to pay for you. Yeah. No, no. I'll let my, I would rather at this point, if, if I had to, if there was any social media platform that was going to charge me, it would be Instagram and I'd be okay with it. Let me just say, all those people that voted yes, let's sell this to Elon. It's all. I hope they're kicking themselves in the butthole, and I hope it hurts. They all, they all get they all get free <laughs> X subscriptions. Well, it's not going to matter when the thing goes down the shitter. Yeah. Anyways, Gray's Anatomy. Anatomy. Okay. So, this is the 19th episode of the fifth season. It is the 97th episode overall. Guys, so close to the 100th episode. So close to finishing the fifth season. Yeah, this is insane. This is insane. Um, And we have five episodes left. Um, Crazy. Uh, And... So much, so much is happening now. So much has been happening really since like, I feel like we had the, the three part episode with William. Then we had the crossover event and now these three episodes, it's just wild. It's just been nonstop. And I think it's going to really just kind of continue to build until, until the end of the season. And then it's just crazy to think about all the things that Carmen has yet to experience that we're all just going to experience together. Yeah, so and that, and that you guys have all of my incredible, one hundred percent correct predictions to encounter mm-hmm. and experience as well. We do have all of them. I all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so we we were ahead on this week, right? So we recorded the Stand by Me episodes today, hours ago. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm I'm having a hard time making sure I'm just keeping those two like separate in my head and not holding <laughs> it against this episode that it's not as good as the last episode. Interesting. So I just need to remember that when I go through the rankings. But also, it was funny because we were in the car and Jessica was like, wait, didn't you record both episodes today? And I was like, no, I explained <laughs> to you that I watched one episode last night and then we recorded. Then I watched another episode and we're recording that one tonight. And she's like, well, why don't you watch two episodes at a time and then record them back to back? And I was like, Be- because that's... You- <laughs> We've been doing this for almost two years. How do you not get the premise of this podcast yet? Yeah. There's no way to make predictions that way. Yeah. If the show was like lower stakes and it wasn't something where there were things happening in literally every episode that you needed to make predictions on, then like that would work. But because of just the way that Shonda writes television, that unfortunately does not work because I would also be like, let's do that. (laughs) But alas, we cannot. So that is why scheduling gets a little tricky. But we are doing our best to crank this shit out. Oh, yeah. Choke <laughs> <laughs> the mail. Oh, my God. And came back and died. <laughs> Fucking water. Gosh. <laughs> Choke on my own saliva. Fuck. What a way to go. Cheers. Think. <laughs> he died as he lived. Choking. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So this episode is called Elevator Love Letter. And that is apparently a song. It's also a gigantic spoiler if you didn't, you know, <laughs> if you didn't know what was actually happening. Uh, so Elevator Love Letter is a song from uh, the Canadian indie rock band Stars, and it was released on their um, second studio album titled Heart, and it was released on February 11th, 2003. Uh, so... There's not much on this. It was obviously an indie band, so not much charting success here, but it was the second album off of the uh, the record. And one of the things that I enjoy about uh, these kind of like, just listening to the song, it, it did not, first off, I'm going to go ahead and just say it was, it was just okay. It's... Uh, Two out of five is uh, intern, intern out of five. The thing that I really appreciate about this show, Grey's Anatomy, is that there's someone who is who was just using the internet for all the right ways in two thousand, like the late two thousands, because they're just googling songs, like oh, what's songs with elevator in the the title or something like that so they have like a whole team that's just sitting out there just scouring the internet for the name of songs or they just have a team that knows think that uh, i mean i'm sure sometimes there are songs that like stand by me all right obviously that's like an easy raindrops falling on my head okay these things and then there's things like this where they're like okay we need something about love or something about an elevator and beyonce hadn't come out with love in an elevator yet okay so we had to do this one all right yeah yeah. So, anyways, the song was just okay. Um, obviously, it's a very related to Derek's elevator scene. We get, and we'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't make it to the iTunes library. So, if you're a really big fan of this band, I apologize. It was just okay. <laughs> Not the worst song we've ever heard on this show. So, with that, Kelsey. 
Take It Away. Okay. Thank you so much. This episode was written by Stacy McKee, directed by Edward Ornelas. Ornelas. Aired March 26, 2009 to 16.10 million views. So a bit higher than oh, last, yeah. last week. I think um, it went from 12 two weeks ago to 14 last week and 16 this week. So like people are like, maybe they were having a weird time there and they said, I, no, no, I two need- weeks ago it was very high. It was higher because oh. I think it was 15 and then it oh. was 14. I assume because of the absolutely fucking insane preview that they were airing. Um, people tuned Fair. in <laughs> to see what the fuck was going to go down. Gotta see um, Mark and Derek fight. And then they didn't really, um, I guess they didn't pump up last episode, even though it was fucking incredible. And then I, they removed the promo for this episode, like the website that I checked where it was posted. They were like, Oh, this video isn't available anymore. So I don't know how the promo went down for this one. It was probably like, Derek's gonna propose. <laughs> That's literally probably what the promo was. Let's be honest. Maybe. So, um, okay. Uh, the Netflix synopsis, all eyes are on Derek as he is set to perform his first surgery after his breakdown. Owen has another PTSD episode. Not incorrect. Not nearly as bad as the last one. Oh my God. Yeah, that um, was terrible. This is actually pretty good. This is, this is pretty, this good. Is pretty it's good, like actually. mild, but not too spoilery. Yeah, like if you came in and you didn't know, like if you accidentally were like skipping through episodes, you didn't know, you wouldn't know, A, that Owen just like choked the fuck out of Christina. Yeah. Or B, that Derek is performing the surgery on Izzy. Like the, the, right. the, the big spoilers in the episode, they they don't, they don't give away. They keep it vague. What was, what was the one last time? It was like. It was like, oh, Meredith has to go get Derek out of the woods because no one else can. Like, oh, no. yeah, that's right. That's not that's right. the thing. So, Christina and Hunt, kick it off for us because this is your girl. Well, first, I, yeah. before we really get started, I do want to say that the voiceover this episode is Alex. Yes, starting out with Alex. Which I love. It has a great voiceover. Um, Bless him. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. My knee is super fucked up and I don't know why. Um, so first of all, Callie and Arizona are dancing at Callie and Christina's apartment. And it's very cute. So mm-hmm. I love that. So Callie's mm-hmm. there at the apartment. Um, Christina and Owen are like hanging out and he's like, this is how you unwind by watching surgery videos. And he looks over and she's already asleep and he's like, oh, Angel is asleep. So he turns off the TV and he lays down next to her to go to sleep. And he's falling asleep. He's like staring at the fan and he's falling asleep and he's dozing off. He's staring at the fan and it's like, whoosh, like staring at the blades of the fan spinning. Um, I knew I think, at that yeah. moment shit was going down. Yeah. They really jump right into it. Like yeah. this is like the second, third scene. Like it's fucking like right off the bat. This is really intense. Um, So it fades like he falls asleep and then it kind of fades out. And then it's like very hard, jarring cut to him on top of Christina fully choking her um they they show his face and he's basically like dead-eyed like you they are not trying to tell a story of domestic violence that is very clearly not what they are trying to tell and i think they do a good job of making it obvious like he is in like a fugue state essentially like he's not awake he's asleep it's like 
when we had they had that on the um, blog, they said it was like when they had the patient that was like having night terrors and walked out the window. They're like, yeah. this is just another yeah. version of that. Obviously, it has different triggers. Um, but so she's like choking and kicking. And luckily, she's like making a lot of noise. So she's knocking stuff off the nightstand. And thankfully, Callie is there and she hears and she knocks on the door and it keeps happening. So Callie comes in, sees what's happening, gets Owen off of Christina. Christina like falls out of the bed and sprints into the bathroom. She's like sobbing. She's coughing. She's choking. She can't breathe. It's very jarring. Um, Definitely very different for Grays. Like not something we've seen before at all. Um, Yeah. So... Yeah, what, what a way was, to start. Yeah. Um, I I actually didn't think it was real at first. I was like yeah. something some shit's going to happen, but you see him falling asleep. So yeah. I was I was thinking that they were going to do that tropey thing where like some like wild it's like the when Derek dies in the car crash and it was right, just and then a it's dream. Like a nightmare. And I was thinking, okay, are they really going to go back to this again? This was in the same season, I think. Wasn't it like season 5 episode like 1 or 2 yeah. or some yeah, shit. Yeah, it was episode 1. Yeah. So that was where oh that's right because he leaves for the candle with the uh or she <laughs> leaves or he leaves the house of candles and comes back um yeah so oh because he leaves to go break up with rose right yeah yeah gosh i'm so good at remembering this tv show sometimes sometimes uh, i'm glad some, that you included the sometimes sometimes <laughs> most sometimes of the time i'm not yeah well i think on the big stuff it's you're pretty good at remembering important things you don't yeah. remember all the tiny little details because you haven't watched it a million times. Right. Yeah. Right. Yet. Yeah. I cannot <laughs> wait for you all to listen to the second time through this rewatch with us. That's going to be, you think the first time is fun. Just you wait till the fucking second time. And you think that'll be fun. Wait till the, okay, I'm done. Um, so I thought it was going to be like a dream sequence, mm-hmm. but then I was like, Oh, like, no, they're calling Meredith. This shit is real. This really happened. Yeah. So it it was yeah Meredith's phone ringing and she's like Christina what the fuck are you calling and she's like Callie why are you calling and she's like I'm sorry he did what so then Meredith comes over Christina is still in the bathroom Owen is she says Callie was screaming on the phone Owen is upset in the living room um like what's going on she sees his or Meredith sees Christina's neck and she's like I'm going to kill him And Christina's like, no, it's not his fault. Like he was having a nightmare. Um, so like clearly she does, she's like, oh no, some kind of reaction. Like she's basically like examined, looking for signs, I guess that she would have some kind of lasting injury or like brain damage or something. Um, she's like, yeah, the people, the people seem good, all that. So like there's no ruptured blood vessels or people dilation, anything like that. Um, and so, she's like he just had a nightmare and then he tries to come in or he knocks on the door um and meredith's like no no and christina's like well i'm gonna open it so fuck off and she she opens it and owen's like crying trying to apologize he's like i'm so like i didn't know what was happening like i did i would never do this like blah, blah all this stuff and she's like it's okay i'm fine like look at me i'm fine and so she gives him a hug and meredith and callie are like what is happening And I definitely think that they are traumatized, obviously in a very different way than the the two people that like it, it happened to. But like when you kind of go through that with someone and you like, don't really have all the information, you don't have the understanding. It's like definitely 
very jarring, especially like in the middle of the night, all of this is happening very quickly. Like they don't know what's going on. It's just like not what anyone would expect. So, right. Also, um, when Callie gets Owen off of Christina, that's when he kind of like, you can see him snap out of it and he's like super confused. Again, I think they did a good job of like making sure we understand that like, this is very much a nightmare PTSD situation and not like a domestic violence situation. Like this is not a choice he would make. Um, and so when he comes out, out of it, you can like, see he's super confused where he's like, wait, where, what's happened? Why is everyone screaming? Like, where am I? Like what's going on? So then once he has also had the time to like sit and figure out what's happened, like obviously he's upset. It's just like a whole, it's a lot. It's, it's also interesting because he didn't, I think, I think in shows where they play kind of into the dream or the nightmare thing, and there's things that happen out of their control, they wake up in the middle of it. And Mm -hmm. he was like, he, he did not wake up in the middle of choking her. He didn't physically wake up to seeing his hands on her. He woke up after he was pushed off her after she was gone. So just very intense. Um, but yeah, it was, I'm a little, I'm a little bit annoyed. Also, like I've never gone through this. So anyone who has gone through this situation, like also please take that with a grain of salt. Like we're coming from places of, of ignorance on living through this, mm-hmm. but I was annoyed at all episode, how Meredith and Callie are like trying to tell Christina how to feel about this. And it's yeah. just not. Like the, the the scene where we get right after that, where they're at the hospital and Meredith's like, oh, you're wearing a turtleneck under your scrubs. It's ugly, but not as ugly as the fact that you hugged him. Like, that's just not her choice. to. Like, you could be upset. You could be wanting the best for your friend. It's just not the same. It's definitely not the same, but I feel like at the same time, I don't like Meredith doesn't know how else to approach this other than like, She's I do definitely think that she's looking at it more black and white because she's looking at it as like this person hurt my friend in a physical way. And like, that's not okay with me. And she does say at some point, she's like, he isn't you're not okay, And he's not okay. Like your boyfriend is not okay. And I think she she does mean that in the way of like he has not like, oh, like, you know, throw him to this cast him off to the side and forget about him forever but it's more of like let's not let's be smart about i think what she means to say is like let's be smart about it let's stay safe and like figure out how everyone cannot get accidentally murdered in their sleep but we can like move towards a healing place but she doesn't communicate that she's just like hey this is fucked up like you shouldn't just forgive this and move on as quickly as you are because I, I mean, I definitely think that like Christina moves shifts so quickly into trying to make Owen feel okay about it that I don't think she really processes it either. Either, which I think ultimately is how we end up at the end where we see it go, because yeah. she doesn't process it enough in the moment, and she wants him to feel okay. Which I definitely see where she's coming from of being like not wanting him to feel like guilty or at fault for you know she calls it. She's like, he has war wounds. He's wounded. He has war wounds. And that's a very good description because that's accurate. Yeah. It's well, just she not also, visible. Yeah. And then she compares it later on to, to Meredith. She's like, well, what's, what's the difference if he had a stroke or a heart attack or breaks a leg? And I 
you know, decided to stay with him. What yeah. what is the difference? Like where where is the line and would why would that be okay for me to walk away from this and not that? Like what yeah. what where is your line? And I and I think that in that moment, obviously Christina is is upset and she's trying to rationalize things. And she's not I wouldn't say she's lashing out, but she is kind of getting to an annoying, annoyed point where Meredith is pushing. Mm-hmm. But I think in that moment, Christina's genuinely like, tell me the difference. Because yeah. I don't I don't see it. And if yeah. you can rationally tell me the difference, then okay, I'll 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 hear you out. But to me, there's no difference between his war wounds and sticking with someone who has a uh, a stroke or a broken leg. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's, I mean, I also man, try and so much like emotions. if you try and so flip emotions. it, and you're like, if this something like this happened to Meredith, like what would Christina say? Probably something very similar of like, don't be in that yes. relationship anymore. Right. So it's definitely like they're you just aren't looking at it from the same lens when you're in this relationship versus when you just are seeing someone that you don't really know very well, like hurt your friend in a physical way. Um, and especially like. I think also because Meredith wasn't there and like didn't couldn't comprehend how much Owen was like not Owen. Um, that like Christina did like does know he was asleep like this was there and like whereas Meredith can be like okay I mean you know you're saying it was a nightmare but like it was him that did it but I don't know it's very like nuanced and there's so much to it and so much to unpack with it and like just PTSD in general especially like even still now there are still like so many studies being done on it and we don't know that much about it but like in the episode they're like, oh, we're doing studies on it and we're learning that you can like see the differences in people's brains who have PTSD and like we're learning have better ways to treat it. And like, you know, that was 2009 and now we're in 2023 and we are seeing um, more results and more like good things come from studies and treatments uh, like that. But that was still very, very new at that time. Yeah. Although I will say, I'm gathering that something in Owen's PTSD, if we ever get any backstory, uh, is revolving a helicopter maybe because he it's the spinning of the blades mm-hmm. or there's some sort of, I don't know, maybe there's a circular motion that's involved with it. I, I have a feeling that there is something with the helicopter that um, like the, 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 the fan spinning. But I do want to say I had a question because the fan affects him mm-hmm. the helicopter with the trauma that was getting landed uh mm-hmm. clearly affected him but at the vent there's a spinning blade fan noticed, at the I vent i made the same note so why well, isn't that affecting him well i think he doesn't know what is affecting him so like i don't think he realizes that the fan at Christina's is what triggered his attack. And I think when he sees the helicopter, he is kind of putting it together and maybe it's a noise with it because like I have the subtitles on and it was with saying the, the whooshing. It said, yes, yeah, whooshing yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like, maybe there's supposed to be a noise associated with it. And maybe the clarity of like the loudness of the vent and the air rushing like takes away from that. But you're really just seeing the shadow of it. Right. So maybe it's not something you can see super clearly, like from where they are. But I, I did notice that same thing. Um, but I think it might be more of like also if it's above versus that seems like maybe it's back against a wall versus yeah, like the right. helicopter and the fan were more above. 
So I, I had either that way, same it was interesting. There, so I kind of was figure putting like comparing those things as well. But I think the moment when him and Derek are on a helipad later meeting a trauma coming in on uh, the the life flight, he has the helicopter and he like sees it and he kind of has what he says, like a moment of freezing or whatever. Yeah. And he like looks at his hands. And I think that I kind of took that as him like putting together what had happened the night before um, because he like looks at his hands like, oh, my hands are like, like hurt this person that I care very deeply for. Um, and then he's like frozen and like, you know, maybe getting to the point that could almost be a panic attack versus when he was falling asleep, you know, maybe if he had stayed awake, he would have, it would have been a panic attack, but because he fell asleep, it was a nightmare that resulted um, with him like choking her. So I don't know. It's just PTSD is, you know, I, I don't have experience with it. Um, I have experience with, other mental illnesses <laughs> lucky me um but i don't have an experience with ptsd but from an outsider i think they do a good job of representing it um you know i'm sure just there's so many different experiences everyone has different experiences with mental illness so like my experiences with anxiety and depression are going to be so much different than other people's um so you know, I think, I think they do a good job with the representation of this storyline. Um, I love the addressing of it and the like moving forward to, to seek help. Um, you know, obviously, especially I think it's, um, I feel like it's would be a normal response first for him to like push back against Derek, especially coming from the medical side of it. When he says he's like people, I came back in one piece and there are people that came back with like no legs, like people that came back with physical wounds. So like some, yeah, sometimes I like have bad dreams. Sometimes I freeze. Like I am not going to complain about that. And Derek's like, but maybe you should seek help, sir. Yeah. Um, that and was then, a tough know, scene. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. People were really laying into Derek in this episode <laughs> and you, you guys know I hate Derek, but I'm like, all right, there's a time and a place. And I don't think this is either. Um, yeah, so. this, this particular moment was tough for me to watch because Der- like Derek came back and if that's, that was his, uh, Hunt's whole message in the last episode of like, dude, I came back. Like I did yeah. it, you know? So he came back, he did it. And then Derek's like, Hey, trying to have a human genuine connection with you offering to like, help. I he can wasn't- help. Yeah. If, there was no blame. If you want. He's not saying, yeah. like, let me, let me look at you. He's like, yeah. if you want, I can, I'm happy to help. Like these, this is what I know about the studies. And Owen says, I'm not the one who needs help around here. I'm not the one who cut out half a woman's brain, then ran off to hide. I'm not the one who half this hospital is talking about behind their back. So maybe you should spend a little less time worrying about me. And, you know, just take a look in the mirror. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. A, a bit too savage, but a bit too soon. maybe. Maybe uh maybe Derek should look at taking out one of your lobes there, uh, Owen. Also, you know, <laughs> like maybe you could um, use a little bit of a in lobe the episode, help. When they're up on the helipad, he's like, "Good to have you back, Derek. Great, so glad you're here." And then he's like, "You know what? Fuck you. Look in the mirror." <laughs> Twenty yeah. minutes later, like Jesus Christ, pick a lane. Um, but oh, I do goodness. think I feel like, especially, um, unfortunately, in men, I think it is more societally like and generally 
generationally looked down on for men to seek any help when it comes to mental illness. And I do think that that is changing. Um, but I think this is more true on a 2009 storyline for sure. Um, yeah. But if you have any mental illness, uh, we hope that you have access to the help that you deserve. It's true. Um, um, yes. So we good with taking just a quick minute? Quick uh, second. We can take, take a quick minute. Quick, quick minute, quick second, maybe quick, quick, quick hour, quick hour <laughs> break. Um, we're going to take a quick hour break for all of, we got an hour. <laughs> to you, it will seem like a minute. <laughs> uh, quick second for a word from our regional sponsors. And we are back. Thank you. Sponsors. Here we are back again. Oh, oh. Uh, the last point that you made, I wanted to just make sure that I agreed with you. And I will say yes. that I think overall men are, are victim to the pressures oh God, of society. Men are such victims. Okay. I need you to shut I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I was no, going to say, and also to the, the parents, to of, of the parents before them, you know, like mm -hmm. how all of the guys out there listening, how, how many times did your dad tell you that don't cry? Boys don't cry. Oh my God. Right. <sighs> Let me tell you, like, now that I have a son, I cannot wait to yell at all the boomers who say that to him because I have already prepared the speech in my head. Ooh, let me hear it. Can I get a quick, like, rehearsal run? Mm, no. Hey. But I Hey, Bennett, boys don't cry. Don't look at my son. <laughs> <laughs> really powerful. I feel changed. Thanks. Um, but I, I told Michael, I was like, there are a lot of things that I will bite my tongue on around people, but that is probably where I'm going to draw the line. Um, I'm not going to have that said. Also, because I'm like, when people say like, oh, boys don't cry or girls don't cry like a girl or whatever. I'm like, well, I also have a daughter. So if you could stop insulting every one of my children, that would be fucking superb. Right. So, yeah, Goodness. I'm like not about it. I'm not for the keep your emotions to yourself or just shove them down until they all explode in quite possibly the worst way and time. Yeah. So that helps no one ever. So literally at all. Yeah. It's fine to have emotions because that's what human beings do. And if we didn't, then we wouldn't be humans and we wouldn't have frontal lobes. <laughs> we would just be dogs with our acetyl lobes. I was just going to say we would just be hanging out with that acetyl lobe. <laughs> um, who Never needs forget. the occipital lobe when you have an occipital lobe, you know? <laughs> Who needs a frontal lobe? Am I right? When you've got a <laughs> Not rectal Eric. lobe. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So, Wait, uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. So you know how I make inappropriate comments to my wife? No. Never. Constantly. So yes. she, had, she had said something about um, like spontaneously, if something were to spontaneously combust, Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I go, well, I'll show you a thing or two about come and bust. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. I bet you love the Alex storyline in this one. <laughs> oh, this is a great storyline. Yes. Okay. But okay. So uh, on the Christina and Meredith thing, there were a little more like she just Meredith really does continue to harp on it. And I do think it comes from a good place, but I do feel like she's not willing to hear Christina out. But also, Christina, I will say, also isn't really trying to talk about it. She's, for a lot of the episode, anytime Meredith tries to talk about it, Christina's like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Okay? She's like, I um, know my limits. I'm good. So, fuck yeah, you. She this does isn't say, your problem. 
because Owen tries to break up with her at some point and she's like, I, you need to let me decide what my limits are. Um, which is fair. Yeah. Um, Until we get the scene where it's not fair anymore. Yeah. And oh, hold on. I say I it's not say fair. Because, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say it. I said it's not fair, but I want you to recognize it's all understandable and, and whatever happens ultimately, it's, like, it's, it's her not choice. It's emo- like emotionally, it's sad because it's like, yeah. she, that's not how she wants to feel. Yeah. 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 Um, we'll we'll, we'll get just, to it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Yeah. When he is says, I would never hurt you, but I did hurt you. And I'm like, that's sad. And I like, I believe him, you know, I don't love Owen. I like the presentation and the complexities of the character, but I'm like, there are sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? So that was like the, that was when he first showed up and he kept saying that to everybody. Yeah. Um, and he just like, but I feel for him, obviously like feel for him. He's in a shitty situation. Yes. Well, also he was in a war, which is, which is another shitty situation. Wars are shitty situations. That's for, for damn sure. Um, so yeah, that's when Chris, he tries to break up with Christina and she's like, why don't you let me decide what I, when I've had enough or whatever. Um, and then is that the scene where he goes to kiss her and she kind of pulls away and was like, I, I'm pulling away right now and I'm leaving. I don't feel like I remember that happening. There was a scene where I think he went to go like kiss her or he leaned in a little bit and she she had like a flinch and then she walked away and turned around Mm, i didn't notice that i feel like they do this thing a lot though where they just are like in that like almost kissing like this is where all the electricity is like ooh, ooh, look they're so close to kissing ooh, chemistry ooh, vibes but i'm not saying that didn't happen i could have just missed it Um, i could have just misinterpreted it too uh so i also wrote when Meredith is trying to talk to Christina when they're all waiting during Izzy surgery. And she's like, hands around your neck. And Christina goes, ring thrown in your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Their friendship is healthy. Mm. <laughs> is it? It's unique. You know, Meredith needs to continue seeing that therapist. And Christina needs to see a therapist. Uh, I agree. And Owen also. Maybe even couple counseling for the two of them, you know? <laughs> As a friend? Friendship couple? Friendship, friendship couple, yeah. I love that. Um, we could use some fucking friendship couples counseling. I am aware of that. <laughs> for this for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> for the content. Um, war wounds. Yeah, it's not black and white or cut or dry or whatever. Um, and then... Uh, Christina goes to Owen post-surgery and she's like, the surgery went well. He's like, I'm glad. And then he says, I wish things, I wish things were different. I wish that, you know, I was whatever. And she, he kind of just keeps trailing off and she's like, yeah, I do too. Um, and he asks if he can hold her, which I feel like, Oh, also, um, right after it happens uh, in the, when it's still the middle of the night and he's knocking on the door and he asks if he can come, like he doesn't just come in. Like, I feel like after this happens, everything he's like being very aware of, like the risk, like how she would feel physically. And so he like he when he's knocking on the door, he's like, is I Meredith? I'm just trying to find out if she's okay." Uh, And then like the door opens to the bathroom. He doesn't go in like he stands. He like stays where he is. He doesn't like come up to her at all. 
Um, Very and much then, asking for permission. And, and then kind of later like, on, he phys- like he literally says in this last scene, can I hold you? Yeah. Um, and she says, and she's yes. Like, oh, oh, yeah, kiss, you can hold me. And then they finally consummate their relationship. So check so that prediction mark. was correct. This prediction was correct. And I truly had no idea when you predicted that earlier today. I was like, I don't remember when they have sex. I, was like, I feel like episode, my original prediction. Never. I don't know. <laughs> I knew it wasn't never. <laughs> I, th- I, I think my original prediction was like four episodes out. And I think that was like four or five episodes ago. So I was pretty it was close to the first the time. crossover. So you yeah. weren't wildly because I was like two or three episodes ago that that ended. So you were like in the realm. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take the W because I I, well, I, yeah, I did I say <laughs> I'm I'm getting off I'm getting off the horse if it's not within these next two episodes that yeah. it happened. Um, so they have sex. It's very tender. It's very it's a, gentle. It's man, very sensual. Very sensual. The scene goes on for a long time. Also, let me say that. Yeah, a long time um, for considering this is network television. Yeah. Um. They they surprised they, there were no they nipples, got nipple as shots. spicy as they could get. I think for network yeah. television in 2009. Yeah. While also keeping it tender and loving and respectful. Um, and I'll then, tell you, I didn't, yeah. I did not see the breakup coming. Yeah. Well, I don't think Once she they, did either. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's, it's funny because as she was laying there and he's like, he's got his arms over her mm-hmm. and she's just staring and her hands are like, like that, like she could tell she's tense. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, she can't she, relax. Yeah. I'm like, she, she can't do this. She's, she's, this is, I think, I think she might break up with them. And then yeah. she did it. And I was still in shock. Yeah. And I was like, man. And well, also I think another reason that you don't see it coming is because it comes after the elevator scene, which I feel like is t- in a lot of shows would end on that. Like they would end on that scene, the elevator scene. So then for it to cut to the most opposite thing, someone breaking up, um, is also surprising. So that's another reason I think you would maybe not see it coming, but yeah. So there she says, I'm sorry. She said he's kind of dozing off and she's very awake, obviously. Um, and you can see her like thinking it through and being like, I, this is not safe for me. Like I'm not safe here. And it's not because of anything anyone's actively doing. Um, and so she says, I can't do this and, or I don't think I can do this. And he's like, what? And she says, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm lying here in your arms and I'm afraid to fall asleep. Which like, yeah. Yeah. That's reasonable. Justified feeling. <laughs> the last time you did that, you were near to death. Yeah. I I have a hard time not with her feelings because she spent all episodes saying, I know my limits. Like, I got yeah. you. She mm-hmm. spent the, all of the last couple of episodes saying, I know my limits. I got you. So I feel bad for Hunt that it comes out of nowhere because the last thing that you expect is to get broken up with after you fuck for the first time, Mm -hmm. right? My thing is with Christina is you could just not sleep together. Is that sustainable? No, but if it's (laughs) something where it's you're saying I need you to get help. Well, yeah, but and in the meantime, we're not going to be sharing an apartment. Right. Well, I think that that's just they're not ready to have that conversation in their relationship yet. Um, so he is going to seek that out on his own. That maybe is just something she's not going to be a part of at this point. 
right? But I feel bad. It was, I like I, I like them together. I wonder, you know, if she if she doesn't break up with him, does he go to Derek and ask for help? I don't think so. Maybe. We will um, never know now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, again, I don't think that she thought like I think she thought she was fine again she doesn't process it in the moment she jumps immediately to like comforting him and telling everyone else that she's fine there's no processing it when it happens to her so it makes sense to me that this is how it goes down because when she finally has a moment to slow down and she's back in that same situation she's like no I I can't do this and it's so it's sad it is sad she doesn't want to break up with him she wants to be with him. That's why she spent the entire episode arguing that she wants to be with him and that she's fine. Cause she wants both of those things. Yeah. But that's just not how it plays out. Right. And then we get that scene obviously where that prompts, like you said, that prompts hunt to go to Derek. And mm-hmm. I, I like that. Owen comes back and he's like, dude, I like, I'm sorry. I, I yeah. was a shithead. What an interesting thing. Apologies. To apologize to a person that you said a shitty thing to. Yeah. And, it, and I, the person it's is so, Derek? It's, yeah, so, it's so ironic it. that it's Derek. Yeah. He's he knows he's, the word exists. He's heard apologies before. And he also understands the concept of someone saying something shitty, then apologizing, and him forgiving mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, if mm. he apologized to Meredith, mm. she would forgive him. <laughs> Can we take these principles? What an interesting, interesting life. I hate him. Uh, <laughs> but also, I again, I was there were moments in this episode where I was like, all right, everyone needs to fucking leave Derek alone. <laughs> so for a minute, mixed, maybe mixed bag on this one. Um, do we have anything else on Owen and Christina? Um, or, well, quick. Meredith comes to the bed, you know, at the end of the episode and she's like, I'm engaged. And Christina's like, I broke up with Owen and she's crying. And it's sad. Yeah. I'm sad that she's sad. We don't see her cry a lot. You really don't. The last time that she cried was as she's yelling to take off the dress. I think. think Right. I, that might be wrong, but I don't know for sure. But that feels, that's definitely the most recent memorable time. I I am going to ask a question (laughs) live that I, I, I'm going to ask this and I just need an answer. This is not the last time we see Hunt, right? No. Okay. I just didn't want this to be like a that would out be of bad. nowhere. Like that would be a bad. That would be so much worse than Han leaving. <laughs> yeah. Well, Han leaving. Uh, Dixon leaving. <laughs> I remember and when like you we never Burke wasn't leaving. No. Was. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one was that one was me. Uh, you kept that. You kept that all the way until the actual episode. Yeah, the Addison and leaving the, and, and the, uh, the Han one I also kept to myself. Yeah. Han one we didn't know. I still think there's a chance that Callie Han and, and Mark have a threesome, uh, and then Lexi just watches. Oh, so there's a chance. That sound fun for her. There's a, there's a chance. Oh well, no, she's into it. It was her idea. Okay, well, as long as it's consensual, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, so do we have anything else to talk about with Hunt and Christina before we move on to the next thing? No, no, I think we're good. Okay. That was a fun conversation. I'm really glad that was a lot. 
And I'm glad that we had a chance to talk that out. And if you are sitting at home and you have any thoughts or feelings that you want to share, mm-hmm. uh, definitely make sure to email Kelsey at graysacademypod at gmail.com. Yes. And if you're not comfortable with your feelings or your email being shared on um, the podcast, obviously we are more than happy to hear out what you say and keep it private. We do not need to just share it, but we will also share it if you want us to. So we are here and ready to listen. Truth. Um, Okay. So Aunt Joyce. What a roller coaster (laughs) this episode was for, (laughs) for these people. Oh yeah, it really was. Um, So Aunt Joyce is approximately uh, a million years old. Yep. And she is dying. Uh, I don't know what surgery Mark would have done on her. I was also confused by that. Don't say like, is she getting implants? Is she getting, (laughs) I don't know if he was like treating, she has like a bandaid like right here. I'm like, did he do, what did he do? Um, or they were like, Oh, who aren't we using in this episode? Throw, throw Mark on that one. Yeah. And give Um, him Lexi too for drama. yeah. Yeah. So he tells the family, you know, she's got, she's, she's dying. And they're like soon, like within the next 24 hours. And he's like, yeah, it's unlikely that she'll survive 24 hours. And they're like, but like ha- really? where in the window, like 24, 20, 16, 10, five, like, where are we? What are you thinking? Like if you had to predict a time just yeah. so I can like make some calls, do some business. Um, That's like and, when, when yeah. someone says, I'll be there by se- I'll, like around seven ish. I want you to know to me, that's all the way up until seven fifty nine. Is it that specific? Like, do we have the full 24 hours or is this like a, I need to go like cancel my flight right now. And everyone has fucking plans. Everyone has these plans. What aunt Joyce, you deserve better lady. Um, yeah. So it seems like these people are just garbage and you're initially, it's like, why would you come in to begin with like why are you here it's very confusing um and like (laughs) mark's face when they initially are asking like oh you know i've got the board meeting i have to cancel my flight he's like (laughs) i'm sorry come again i know that was a really good experience for the audio podcasting uh, platform that we're we're using but trust me we're we're videoing this so maybe this is a oh perfect Perfect. maybe i'll put a side by side for that yeah um uh but yeah trust me i looked just like what mark was doing when they were talking to him yes um and so then she codes and alex saves her and they get annoyed again and he's like you know there are people in this hospital who are like begging for their loved ones to survive and like, why are you doing this? And the, the woman is like, you know, we, we have like, we do this all the time. Like you don't understand. We want to be with her when she dies, but we have been with her when she's died for three years, three yeah. years ago, she was given one month to live. Right. And every time we fly out and every time she doesn't die. <laughs> We're so ready. I'm, She's ready. Let's Just fucking let's go wrap it up. <laughs> what I don't understand is at this point, why haven't they just signed a DNR? That is, that was my question. Why are we continuing to shock her? And she's clearly like alert. Cause she has a full fucking conversation with Alex. 
Yeah. But what kind of life is that at that point? You yeah, know? It's very confusing. To She's me. very old. She is a million. Like, actually. And lucky for her, she's got clearly three successful two two nephews and a niece. Yeah. They're, they must be paying for top-notch care for her yeah. because there's no or way she's, she's still driving. she's got some driving. fucking insurance. <laughs> right. She's on a good-ass pension plan. She's still driving around her 67 Cadillac, like, just bumpers got falling off. Got hit by a Lexus. ooh Made my money the old-fashioned way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, very just odd to watch this storyline break break down the way it does. Um, so, you know, she gets worse. She gets worse. Alex at some point, like, kicks the family out. And then Joyce wakes up and he tells Lexi, like, oh, if you see them, keep them away. And that's when Joyce summons all of the energy in her body to speak words. And um, she's like, no, no. Let them back in. They always come. They're people. People keep you going. People are better than no people. Which I understand in this scenario what she's saying. But overall, I have to disagree. There are plenty of times when people that suck are not better than no people at all. Yeah, I I had a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. It's like I understand the parallel, you know, with the yes, Alex and Izzy and being yes. there and everything. But sometimes if people are garbage, it's OK to have no people. I would rather be alone than in a room with Mitch McConnell. Like I would rather be al- alone than with three people that are like, why aren't you dead? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. Right. And, you know, ultimately she does pass away and they come to terms with the reality and they're like, yes. wait, I, I don't act. I'm not actually going to drop and run. Like I, I, I'm not like, I'm going to cancel my board meeting. I'm going to cancel my flight. Like I want to stay like, I think it's like taking for granted that she's not going to die. Cause they've done yeah. so many times of like flying out and being like, okay, we've said the goodbyes. We're ready. And her not dying and then doing it again and again and again. And I could understand where that would be like emotionally exhausting and like kind of get old. Um, so then, but the reality when it actually happens definitely like hits them and they're like, wait, we're not doing like, she is gone. Also, I'm so intrigued by the dynamic of like, it's the aunt and two nieces and a nephew and no one else. Obviously the aunt's a million. So like probably their parents probably passed away as well. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, she's the last, they're very matriarch close. They're of the family very, or whatever. Very close. Yeah. Um, for them to be doing that all the time. So I don't know, just intriguing to me. Yeah. It's also, so the thing that I thought was interesting about this episode as well with the storyline is they say you should start saying your goodbyes. Never once do they actually say their goodbyes. Yeah. Well, they've already they, done that. Well, <laughs> they say we've yeah. said our goodbyes. We're not doing it again. Yeah. Once was enough. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> don't got any new shit to say to this bitch. But even even her last dying breath was just the most dramatic shit of all time because she <laughs> dies. They oh, bring yeah. her. Then they're like, oh, no, we can't bring her back. She flatlines. And then the pulse comes back. And I'm like, what is keeping? <laughs> How is she doing this? And then Lexi's like, hold on. She she, she is dead. But like, she, give me but a minute. She does have a heartbeat. 
Yeah, but, so she's got the pacemaker in there, and the pacemaker's doing it, but she's like, no, no, like, she's got this heartbeat, but she's gone, I promise you. But and I'm even, not allowed to say that she's dead, so and I'm even just going to have to go get the man I'm sleeping with. <laughs> yeah. Even when she left, I was half expecting Mark to come back and be like, Lexi, what the fuck is wrong with you? This, this lady's walking. Like, she's <laughs> she's <laughs> dancing in the street. <laughs> this, is, this, yeah. this woman is aged back. This is an infant. <laughs> This is Benjamin Button. Oh, goodness, goodness. Benjamin Button was born looking a million years old, too. So, know. you know. Who's to say? Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a journey with Joyce and yeah. the the friends. I I like I do like that as soon as she's actually gone, they they have their emotions. It's real. Mm-hmm. They're not robotic they assholes. They stay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, man, what a journey. I, I also like, I went recently to see my grandma who is in a mental hospital and she is like riddled with dementia and Mm -hmm. doesn't know what's happening. Didn't even recognize me. And there's a certain point where the loved one that you have is no longer there. Right. And that's sad. You can come to terms with that, but the thing that was frustrating me is like they were just so cold and so calloused about it. Well, it was like, but they weren't, it was like really weird because they weren't mean. They were just like, what's the time frame? Like, it wasn't like, it was almost like this is just something that I need to do. You know, it's an errand. Like, yeah, country, yeah. watch Joyce die. We got to do this, and then we'll go to the grocery store. And then we'll go get the oil changed and then we'll go home and make dinner. Like that's truly, it wasn't cause it wasn't like, Oh, this dumb bitch. But it was like, it was just not the expected um, reaction to a family member passing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a weird one. Yeah. Likening it to like getting groceries or doing an errand, I think is a really, a really good way to, to describe that. Cause it is how they, it's, it's how they seemed, but I, yeah. I genuinely am. I was just baffled the whole time of like, guys, why are we even, why are we even putting Joyce through all of these shocks? Like how did yeah. we not get, if she's lucid enough to have that conversation with Alex and give him life advice about a situation that she clearly doesn't know he's going through. Yeah. Why, why have we not gotten a DNR? Yeah. What life could she possibly be living quality wise that is making her not want to do it? Because I, yeah. I would imagine that none of them are the, the guardian because they would have yeah. said, hey, I'm making the executive decision here. Well, and none of them live there. So like she's receiving care. Yeah. But one of them would have to be the executor of, of the ar- her the, will or, or the her medical state or the medical. Yeah. Or whatever. Yes. Yeah, thank you. I don't know how thank that you. works. I got to get one so. of those. Um. I could do it. I know you could. Um, I don't think you will think. Oh, so. okay. And it's well, fair. it's just like, I think sometimes like choices have to be made quickly and sometimes you just like get distracted. So you might not be busy. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> um, I love you though. Love you too, pal. What else we got to talk about this episode? I think we got like, what, about a minute left? Is there anything else that we were, or is the rest of it the next episode? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we have anything to cover in, in a minute. Um, so I think we'll just call call this one the the breaking point and, and uh, we'll uh, pick back up with uh, everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> 